Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVie and Chris Brown. Join the conversation at BSR Podcast on Facebook and at Radio underscore Sheep on Instagram and Twitter. Good morning. It's Black Sheep Radio. Finally, a weather day here in Hamilton that kind of makes you feel like staying inside. Six degrees and showers today. Tomorrow, Good Friday is never good weather. I don't know. Jesus gets pissy on Good Friday. Uh, five degrees, chance of flurries, get it done, and then back to some decent weather on Saturday. I'm Ben McVie. Say hi, Chris Brown. Hey, how's it going? There's uh, Paul Morris. Paulie's here. here. Good morning. So, uh, you got, uh, you got the bag of peas going or what? Yes, I got a new bag of peas. Ate, <laughs> we, ate the, we ate the other one last week. For those who, for those who don't remember, uh, my old computer overheats and I need a bag of peas to keep it cool. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you clarified. A lot of people were probably just thinking you ate peas that were on your nuts. So <laughs> <laughs> I know somebody had to do that. <laughs> yeah. He's on the other end of the line. <laughs> once a week with a, kind of a list i guess of sorts yeah uh, and this week we're doing acts that we've seen live but only once and thank god we did i like this idea yeah uh, i've got i know i've got a few chris i don't know i don't know we haven't really talked to you and i about this yeah i've definitely got a few okay and polly <laughs> polly of course who has done more in music than it both of us put together uh has five categories of bands that he's only seen once <laughs> Which to me is astounding. You have to have to understand that like before I even got into radio, when going to concerts became a little bit easier because there was always always a free ticket on the table, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I was uh, I was a member of a um, a club called Cheap Thrills in Toronto, and mm-hmm. for twenty five dollars a for twenty five dollars a year. I could phone the Cheap Thrills hotline and get access to tickets before they would go on sale. And so I was just, you would not believe the shows that I got to see. Um, uh, And often I would go because I didn't have any friends who knew who these bands were. I'd just go by myself. So... Wow. Yeah. Now, see, I, I, I want to clarify really quick before we get to, to the list. I, I've said on the podcast before, I don't enjoy going to see movies by myself, but a concert I will do. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. People find that strange. And like, Chris, you go, hmm. Um, well, I, I like going to see movies by myself. That's why I, f- I just find the distinction between the two weird. But like, I, 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go to a concert by myself though. I, I feel that's kind of a little different. I don't know why it's a weird hang up, but, but I, I know it's completely illogical. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know why I wouldn't go to a concert by myself. Well, you know, when you're watching a movie, it becomes a really solitary experience. So you're sitting there in the dark and although I will say the best uh, movie experiences that I've had have been when the room is full you know if mm. you've ever been to a Star Wars you know premiere or something like that man that's that's the only way to see it not mm. in your, not in your living room in high def it, you've mm. got to go to the theater to see that type of thing you know whereas a concert is a community experience and I even though I may not go with a friend I always feel like I'm amongst friends you know what Paulie yeah, just said, you. Chris. What Paulie yeah. just said. That's exactly yeah. the way I feel. Let, let's, yeah. get down, let's get down to the list. I'm sorry to, to, to go, but I know we're tight on time this morning. So, uh, yeah. Paulie, ben, well, I was, I was going to say, Ben, you start this because this was wow. your idea. And you mentioned somebody right off the top, and I kind of got, I, I kind of, I kind of swooned. So let's <sighs> let you start this one off, okay? This it, num- number one on my list. And it is my, it, it, I mean, this concert is 
among not only my greatest concert achievement, this is in my greatest life achievements. I, I look at, at at pictures of my wife and my kids and then my Tom Waits ticket stuff. As <laughs> 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 being wow. the greatest things I've ever done. Tom Waits is number one on my list. I if 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 I'll put it to you this way, if Led Zeppelin called me up and said, We're gonna play your backyard, if you trade in your Tom Waits concert experience, I'd say go next door. Wow. That's you know, how that's how good that show was. He he's you know, the great thing how do what the great thing. One thing is about Tom Waits is that he doesn't come around that often. And the no. fact that you've got to see him is kind of way uh, kind of why I'm like think this is unbelievable. Uh, I gotta ask you, when was that? What what album? Uh, it would have been for let me see. I, I gotta think really quick here. Um I I'm wanting to say Bone Machine, I okay. think. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Okay. Amazing. Right in that era anyway. But uh, it was it was incredible. I mean, Waits is 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 of course guys like Waits and number two on my list, Leonard Cohen, by the way. Always <gasps> Yeah, what? I got that. Holly, I got that oh. one too. I'm sorry. And both <laughs> both both at uh the O'Keefe slash Hummingbird slash Sony Center. Like oh, just man. funny dream shows. But anyway, what I was gonna get at is both of those acts are acts that um bring the best of musicians with them every time hmm. and their their catalogs are so huge that you'd never see the same show twice if you got the chance and waits comes out and it's just him and this incredible band and he he does kind of like a stomp and tom thing he stands on a riser with <laughs> dust on it and stamps in it and he's got glitter in his pocket his suit <laughs> that he gets out and throws up in the air over top of himself and he did a rendition of a song called the eyeball kid where he, he pulls out a mirror tiled fedora he's known for his fedoras but this one is right. like a disco ball fedora and they shine one light in the house and that's on his head and while he's singing he's turning so his head is a disco ball it was just it was it, and tom, tom waits is very special to me so that that is my number one well wow. number absolute number one that's awesome well for those of you who have never seen it chris if you've never seen him before the music's a little definitely takes a little an acquired taste put it, it that does. way I, yeah um, i, I love tom, i love tom waits um yeah. but i've never definitely never seen him live um but but well, yeah I'm, I'm a huge fan but i get it yeah i am going to point you to a live performance that um is on Sweet. austin city limits and um it yeah. is before the era that Ben is talking about, I mean, Waits' career is kind of like has two eras, kind of like a singer-songwriter, Tin Pan Alley type of thing, yep. and then and then um, a much more noisier, clangy thing. But there's always a line that runs through all of these things. It's one of the most revered performances on Austin City Limits, and it's worth checking out. Tom Waits there. Uh, all right, that, huh? has, that has my endorsement. I've seen it, Polly. It's just it's incredible. It's I watch it. I could watch it over and over again. Yeah. Cool. All right, so Polly. Um, okay, in the same vein as um, uh, Tom Waits, we're talking about great American singer-songwriters, um, and not because uh, he just passed away the other night, but John You Prine. saw John Prine, really? Yeah, I saw John Prine play in oh. Toronto. Uh, it was part of a, a three, uh, three people on the bill, and he was in the middle. He could have done his own show. Uh, it was a Lyle Lovett show. And John oh. and John Prine was just under him, and Mary Chapin Carpenter to open for it. So you had three great singer songwriters right wow. there. Um, uh-huh. John Prine just passed away, and you know it, the accolades for him are all over the place. If you're online reading and all the rest, 
many people declaring him the greatest American song re- singer songwriter of his generation. And yet here's a guy that flew beneath the radar, like Tom Waits, <laughs> yep. you know, like Tom Waits, you know, you can say, Oh, you should, the songs are, and then a lot of people say like, Tom, what same thing mm-hmm. with John Prine. And, I'm just going to invite you to do a little bit of digging to understand why. But John Prine was a one-man show, just a, a man, and it's acoustic guitar in his songs, a guy that could make you cry out loud and laugh out loud within two songs. There's, you know, the thing with John Prine fans is, and like Tom Waits fans is that not only are they fans, they hold him really close. Yes. And, yep. and it's a precious thing. So John Prine for sure. All right. Yeah, that's great. What do you got next, Ben? Uh, am I going, Chris? You got one? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so for my my big show, it's probably the best show I've ever been to in my life. I've uh, only ever seen them once is Rage Against the Machine. Yes. And it was – so th- this is uh, – to, uh, when in 2007 – we road tripped down to Alpine Valley, and it was uh, this is in, in Wisconsin, yeah. and the the bill was Rage Against the Machine headlining with Queens of the Stone Age um, opening up for them. Whoa. Yeah, oh. it was, yeah, and and it, it, so 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 it 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 I I don't know if you if you're familiar with the venue at all. Alpine yep. Valley Alpine Valley is actually a ski hill in the winter time, um, and it was it, it had been raining. It had been raining in Wisconsin for the last like three days, so so the ski hill was essentially just a big mud pile, and nobody could, nobody could, you couldn't stand. Like you were essentially leaning oh, on the person in front of you, and 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 Rage Against the Machine is a is an up close and personal experience, especially when you're in like a general admission experience. Everyone's like up in each other's business and it just added to the whole atmosphere. It was one of the most incredible performances I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen a band just, so you're watching Queens of the Stone Age. People are, I'm a big Queens of the Stone Age fan. They put on a great set. It was incredible. Um, But as soon as Rage Against the Machine went on, it was as if a a flip was switched. And it completely transformed the audience into like a a Jekyll and Hyde situation. And it it got aggressive. It got fun. It got got dancey. It got intense. Within the flip of like one second, it was absolutely insane. Polly, I thought like this theme was going to be like a big dick contest of sorts. (laughs) And Chris just watched. Walked in and pulled a baby's arm out of his pants. Boom! <laughs> you know, you know, this is not uh, who's got the biggest dick uh, contest. <laughs> uh, but it's about sharing an experience, you know, that we've all seen and, and and definitely worth. You know, when we when you know when later on in the day, it's worth like reliving some of these great bands. The great thing about YouTube is you can relive those experiences, but seeing them firsthand, like there's nothing like that, you know. Yeah. So I, I put in Leonard Cohen as my second entry. Polly, who do you have next? Oh, damn. That's a good one. Leonard, uh, Cohen, Leonard Cohen was great. Well, okay. Um, let's go with um, – okay, let me pull my dick out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I call this category legends, okay? And okay. This, is, this is not about rock and roll. And uh, I put two down here. I could easily – well, three. James Brown. Hmm. Muddy Waters. Oh, my God. And Ray Charles. Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah. You've seen all three of those? Yes. 
That's why insane. I, why haven't I touched you more? <laughs> That's insane. I'm glad you haven't touched me. I'm glad we're talking through the wow. internet here. This is good. This is so, good. So, um, yeah, I, I, have this, I mentioned this beforehand. When you have a chance to see the legends, go out and see them. When I was a kid growing up, I was into the blues big time, and Muddy Waters was playing at Ontario Place in Toronto, which is now the uh, uh, the, the shed down there on Lake Ontario. But anyways, yep. and yeah, sang all those great songs. It was right around the time he had his comeback with uh, Heart Again, Johnny Winter's Band, all that stuff. Unbelievable. Um what was the other one I mentioned? <laughs> you mentioned Muddy um, Waters, James Brown, and James Brown. Charles. James Brown was was at, at kind of on the downside of his career, and he was playing at um, um, the Royal York Hotel in the ballroom there. What? And, and and I said to my friends uh, at the radio station, you guys want to go see Ray Charles? And we all, there's this grin that we all had. Said, yeah, we got to go. So we, uh, so we, we got tickets. We all brought our wives. We all dressed up to see James Brown play in front of maybe 300 people and captured some old magic. But wow. I think, but the one that I think I, I the one that I, I love to tell about the most is Ray Charles. And, and the thing about Ray Charles I mean, I mean, people called him the genius, and his legacy speaks for itself. But I had never had I had a chance to see him. He was opening up for Celine Dion, and it was at the Cine Grandstand on the waterfront, the old stadium that was down there. And he was the opening act. Now that's fine because you know what happens. Some of these legends, you know, just don't get a chance to play big venues in front of a lot of people. So here's an opportunity. Celine Dion had just started. It was just emerging with a career. Her first English album was a blah, blah, blah. And, uh, well, pardon me. Ray Charles was, I got it backwards. Ray Charles was the headliner. Celine Dion was the opening act. Mm. And it was sold out. The place was jam-packed. Celine Dion comes out, sings her set. And then after she's finished and they're doing the changeover, the the scene, the stadium empties out, literally empties out. What there, there was twenty two thousand people sitting in the stands for Celine Dion, and after she left, there may have been five thousand still in the stands to watch Ray Charles. And I said, and I'm standing. I said, what the fuck is wrong with you people? <laughs> you are <laughs> kidding me. And he came out, and you know, you're saying, you know, the joke is, you know, he's blind. He'll never know who's in the audience. Right. They know. They can tell. The echo is a lot different. You know what I mean? That's but right. But it never stopped him from playing, and he played all those legendary songs. Just an, an unbelievable night. I get to throw one in my – if I'm going to throw one in my legends category, B.B. King is mine. I got to see him a couple of times. Yeah, just – Yeah. Exactly. And same thing, sort of on the downside of his career, but still worth every penny. Man. Yeah, I, I would throw for my legend category, I'd say Bob Dylan. I've only I've only seen him once. Okay. Um saw him in, in Buffalo. It was as Which as Dylan is, did you get? As as the story it goes with Bob Dylan, it wasn't the greatest show, but I'm glad I, I'm I've been a right. I've been a Bob Dylan fan for my entire life, as is most people and and uh, I'm I'm really glad I, I scratched that one off when I so, was able to. So, Chris, I, too, am a huge Bob Dylan fan. I still go back and listen to it. And like John Prine, those songs really – they I get emotionally involved on so yeah, many of them. Yeah. I still care about Bob Dylan. But I walked out on his show. I lasted hmm. three songs. <laughs> I said, I don't know what the hell he's singing. He doesn't exactly. look like he cares. It's just like 
I'm not going to waste my time on this. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was yeah. more than three songs. It was probably half an hour, but I went, I'm wasting my time. I walked out on Bob Dylan. I, I'm almost ashamed to admit that, but I said, <laughs> you know, if you don't well, like it, go. I believe, made, I believe it. Though, like, episode, though, Polly, yeah. I've walked out on and can't believe wow. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm, I'm going to throw Polly. I'm just curious. Do you have a category? Saw them once. Don't need to again. Like glad <laughs> I did, but don't need to again. I love her boy. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's probably a whole bunch of those. I, I can't, you know, yeah. I, I'm going to throw in a surprise one. I, okay. well, it might be a surprise. I don't know. I'm going to put ACDC in that category. Okay. Mm. ACDC once it was on the stiff upper lip tour which I can't believe was 20 years ago but it was on stiff upper lip tour and I went with my wife and her friend and my dad and we had the best time but it was an ACDC show and I get the feeling that every ACDC show is pretty much like all the other ACDC shows so and I love ACDC but I did see them once and and completely satisfied so glad I did I wouldn't feel it, it's it's one of those. Okay, that's done. I've done it. Like jumping out of a plane. Did it? Done. Yep, that's exactly it. You know, you, you only need to see one. You really only need to see one ACDC show. They're not much different from year to year. I've probably seen them half a dozen times at least. And you've seen one. You've seen them all. It doesn't mean that's yeah. a bad thing, but because they are consistent. But um, that's all. Yeah, one. <laughs> Holly, who else have you got? Okay, so let me see. Um, let's talk about uh, just some straight up rock and roll here. Uh, right. I have three here. Uh, Elton John, uh, mm. back in the day when uh, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road was out. No and way. It, yeah, it was. I had obstructed seats at Maple Leaf Gardens. I started work on a Saturday. Tickets were on sale at Maple Leaf Gardens uh, at eight o'clock in the morning. I was supposed to start work at nine. I slept overnight in front of Maple Leaf Gardens to get my tickets, <laughs> and I ended up with obstructed greens and was late for work. And uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, I got to keep my job. But my boss was pretty pissed off that I opened up the shop at ten. <laughs> the, last show I, the last show I camped out for, and as another band I only saw once, was Pink Floyd for Division Bell. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. But that's an aside, Polly. Go ahead. Uh, you know what? I was going to say, Ben, you mentioned, you know, we talked about camping out to buy tickets. Yeah. You know, we, camping out in front of your computer screen with two or three screens open trying to buy tickets is not the same as. Not the same at all. Is, you know, sleeping on the sidewalk. With yep. your friends wait hoping you get good seats you know what i mean yep I uh, agree. the other ones i'm going to mention here and it's a virtual tie is frank zappa and oh. jeff beck jeff beck at the holland hall that you mentioned earlier the sony center the hummingbird center and oh. the <laughs> center when i was there this is back when on the blow by blow tour jeff beck and a three-piece behind him unbelievable uh-huh. and the other one was frank zappa and I, you know, I was a bit of an outlier when I was growing up because nobody, he, nobody liked Frank Zappa in my within my group of friends and all uh-huh. the rest. And by the time I got to university, he was even more of an outlier. Uh, but sure enough, there was one guy who was really into music. He said, "Hey, would you like to go see Frank Zappa at Maple Leaf Gardens?" And so we went. And a musical genius, Frank Zappa. And uh, we are um, we are lesser because he's not around anymore. Agreed. Uh, yeah. Chris, do you got any more to throw in? 
Oh uh, yeah, I got I've got lots. I've been I've been writing some down. Um, <laughs> one of them. This is kind of this because as you're doing it, it's like oh yeah, yeah. I, saw that sh- I saw that show too. Yeah. So uh, Neil Young is one of those ones that I, I've again like. I think you're noticing a trend with the singer songwriter stuff. That's kind of my jam. Mm-hmm. Um, Neil Young, I, I've I've been. He's been on the top of my my bucket list for a while, and I managed to see him at Way Home um, a couple years back. Um, another one is kind of weird. Like, you ever listen to Tenacious D? Do you know Tenacious D with Jack oh, yeah. Black and, yeah. and that Kyle Gass? Yeah, oh, I observed. Yeah, I managed to see them when they came to Toronto, um, and and that was one of the most fun shows I've ever been to. So that is a little bit different than Ray Charles for sure, but it was you know, it, it's just a nice little. It's it's fun because because Tenacious D brings together this really strange community of people, and it was really representative of that, and and it was very fun and communal and more almost more. Not, I wouldn't say more communal than a lot of shows, but it was there was a different energy there in the crowd it was it was a lot of fun you know to a tenacious d there's kind of like this fine line where it's it's a uh, tribute and to mention an album uh, mm-hmm. tribute and and joke a comedy yeah. thing you know what i mean it's kind of like seeing steel panther i'm not <laughs> sure if you know who they are a band who's sure. hair metal who it's like yeah, the joke is there but they do it so well it's as good as if not better than some of the bands that were around in the day and with tenacious d because there's such reverence for great rock and roll uh it's their heart's in the right place you know what i mean <laughs> definitely yeah definitely i'm my but, next yeah. my next entry i'm gonna throw in i don't know if it counts because the tragically hip are the band that i probably saw more than any other okay i did however get to see gord downey on his own at that last show he did the charlie wenjack thing at roy thompson oh so, man yes really so, you got to I see did. that I was there, and that was at Roy Thompson. So oh, I'm gonna man. throw I'm gonna throw so, uh, solo Gord Downey in on my list. That show was uh, that was that was something else. Because I mean, you knew he was dying right in front of you. By, oh, by the way, I saw the Kingston show, the very last one. So did I. I, I was there. To, you were there, Polly? Oh yeah, I was there. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, I was there. I was actually sitting in the lower bowl, uh, right underneath where Trudeau was. So that was my point of view. How did I not see you, dude? I was on the floor pretty close to Well, you and 5,000 other people, you know? Right, right. There was a lot going on that that day. That Charlie Jack show was was pretty pretty magical, pretty emotional, but it was incredible. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Holly, you're next. Uh, um, Metal. Metal. Uh, Black Sabbath. I got to see them on that last tour, finally. And and although I will say maybe seeing Ozzy Osbourne a dozen times beforehand is pretty close to that, it's not. When Tony Iommi's on band and Geezer and Ozzy are yeah. on stage, yeah, you can't beat that. And kind of one of those things, Chris, you mentioned a bucket list of bands you got to see. I got to see Slayer. Slayer when they were cool. really, really good. And um, yeah. Uh, no, I didn't see them in the era where there were fires <laughs> and, and and burnt offerings being made, but uh, I did get to see them uh, with their pedal to the metal when they were when it was great. So yeah, I'm grateful for that as That's well. That's good. That's really cool. That's good. Who's next? Um, I can These go. Great, uh, by the way, I'm enjoying. Yeah, it. this is These awesome. Um, so I think one of the bands that this was a weird one. I was in, I was actually in high school and none of my friends really were all that interested in the band. Uh, it was it was at. I guess it's Budweiser stage now. It was the Molson Amphitheater at that one point. Yeah. Um, And it was the Pixies. Uh, And 
Yeah, and and I was really into it, and especially like I just it was the it was a bill a double bill with Weezer and the Pixies, and Weezer was was the first band, and all of my friends went to see Weezer, and I, I liked Weezer as well, so I'm glad they saw them as well. But but you know, Pixies came on after, and and kind of like your your uh, the Ray Charles situation where everyone just kind of kind of hit the deck and and took off and started crushing beers, and I'm just sitting there with like one other friend watching the Pixies. It was wild. Well, you know what, um, Chris? Uh, Pixies is on my list. It's my next section here. Great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw them play a festival in Toronto uh, at Fort York. And um, I have to admit, I was late coming to the party on the Pixies. It was a band that, you know, that my friends had all talked about, people I worked with as well, too. And uh, I kind of missed them when those great records were coming out back in the 90s. Definitely knew that their influence on grunge music was huge, but never got to see them firsthand. And I finally got to see them. And I kind of was going like, oh, now I get it. Yeah, this yep. is un- and there's something about, you know, Frank Black and those guys, man. They are, I would I would put them on. Uh, uh, first of all, the Pixies, I, I was in the I was at the party when the Pixies broke out. Massive yeah. fan. I waited a long, long time to see them, but I've seen them three times. I'm a Pixies fan to the point where Hey was my wedding song. Like, I mean, Pixies <laughs> fanatic. I've seen them three <laughs> times and I would see them 300 more wow. if I could. They're so good. They're hey, just so good. I'm going to have to go back and check that song out. It's Crystal, so good. Uh, yep. By the way, it is snowing here in Niagara. What the what? hell is going on? Holy it Jesus! Is, really? It is. I just looked out the window. It is <laughs> dumping snow this morning. Oh, oh, I'm so depressed. I'm so depressed. It's so <laughs> funny. Keep talking concerts. It'll go away. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Um, uh, also, I, just to follow up on on the Pixies in my grunge list, as I've called it here, and I use that term loosely here, uh, but still, Soundgarden. Um, I did not get to see them in the first go around, but I did get to see them when they reformed again. And I got to see them uh, in Toronto in a club. And uh, it, it was one of those, again, like the Pixies, one of those things, I must see these guys if they ever come back. And sure enough, they did. And hearing, you know, Chris Cornell and Kim Thale on guitar. Uh, wow. They're, <laughs> wow. Yeah, they're on my once list. I saw them just before the breakup on the down, down on the upside tour at oh, yeah? the arena. Yeah. And it was an incredible show. I was wondering if I was wondering at that time, if the, uh, the, 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 the how do I put it? The, the, the tank was leaking at that time. You know what no, I mean? That the wind was I, out I of the tails with them. I do know what you mean, but no, definitely not. That show was balls to the wall. It was great. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Um, I've got one more I'm going to throw in. I know we're, we're getting a little tight on time, so I'm going to throw in one more here. Go for sure. I mean, I've got others, but I'm going to throw this in for the entry just as sort of a, a, a homage to what got this idea started. And that's that list that's been floating around during the lockdown on the I've got three, uh, six bands here. Uh, one I haven't seen. See if you can guess. Yeah. Okay. So my my top of that category, and this gets them every time, Nash the Slash. Oh yeah, I interviewed Nash the Slash. <laughs> <laughs> I interviewed Nash the Slash when his solo record came out, and uh, when Dopes on the Water was out, I got yeah, to yeah. I got to see him without the bandages, 
And, uh, you know, funny thing about him, he's just a pasty, he's just a pasty face guy, you know, and no wonder because he has to wear all the bandages. I'm not sure if the, if, if the blotches on his skin or uh, the bandages were to cover up the blotches or if he got them because of the bandages. No, that's not like he, it's not like he walks around with that stuff all the time, but go ahead, Ben. My best friend and mentor and Paulie knew him well too, Kerry Gray. Uh, He, he, when he, he was, he was American. Yep. And when he when we were working together at Hits FM in St. Catharines, it was his second go round in Canada, but he had never heard of Nash the Slash. Yeah, no. And when, when I tried to explain to him what Nash the Slash is, he just looked at me like, you you Canadians are fucked. Like what? He <laughs> what? And you know what it was for me with Carrie is it was Max Webster, okay. and he was he was going. He said the same thing. You guys are fucked. Like what <laughs> the hell is this? You know. One of the, the best lines ever was Benny. I love Canada, but there are two things I don't get: bagged milk and David Wilcox. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> genius man, I love you. <laughs> Only two things I don't get, buddy. Bad <laughs> I used to have club owners call me and uh, who had booked David Wilcox, and they said, "Jesus, like, what is what is with this guy? He's charging a fortune, and yep. his rider is nuts." I says, well, what do you mean? He says, well, in his rider, he's got uh, he's got a stipulation that when he's performing, all television screens and all those countertop, you know, games that you drop coins in or slide your credit card into have to be shut off. He says, that's where I make so much of my money. And people, you know, sometimes want to hear the band, but they kind of want to watch the game. And I can't have the screens on. I said, trust me. Yeah. Trust yep. me. Oh, and yeah, and the fact that he costs double what any other artist would be charging for a room that side. And I would talk to the club owner of the week afterwards, and I'm not kidding. There was not just one. It'd be several. And they said, oh, my God, it was the best night we ever had on the bar. The guy is absolutely amazing. Can I book this guy again? And I said, the problem with Dave Wilcox is that there's a lineup of, of promoters that want to hire this guy because people have such a great time and they drink like fish. Yes, they yeah. do. Mm-hmm. They just have such a great time. It's just he's one of those guys, you know. So, do you guys? We're just we're just wrapping up here. Do you guys want to sort of go down your? Are there any more that with that without the story that you just want to mention because you got to get it out? Yes, I did see these. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, I, the, the Arkells show that they did, Rally Cry, was the, one of the first times I've seen them. It was really good. Uh, this one's kind of off the board as far as musical performances, but I'm really happy that I was able to see Jerry Seinfeld do stand up. Um, okay. uh, what else did I have here? Wow. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, there's there's a there's a couple bands. Them Crooked Vultures was another one oh, as well yeah. because that that window was very small, and I'm really yeah. happy that I managed to get get to see them right when they were touring that record. Um, but that's pretty much it right now. Uh, I'm going to throw on uh, two polar opposites here. I'm going to throw in uh, Roxy Music and no way. Yes Way and uh, Duran Duran. Uh, <laughs> I okay. Closet on the record I'm a tour tour. I am a closet Durrani. I am. Is that right? I, yeah, I am. Honestly, I'm, I'm coming out right now. You know what? When Rio comes on the radio, I turn it up. I think it's a great freaking song. Damn straight. Damn straight. Give me girls on film all day long. I girls love on film was great. Yes. Yep. So good. Okay. 
<laughs> Guys, this, is, this, this has been a good one. And as always, as we're talking, I, I usually come up with a couple that for future episodes. Yep. Um, Paul, Chris, what do you think of this idea? Bands that were meant to be seen in a bar. Oh, yeah. Okay. Holly, like I just, David Wilcox immediately comes to mind, and I've already got a few other ones. Well, uh, when you say this, bands that you should see in a bar, I'm thinking about bands that do the big stage, but you really should see, always occupy the big stage, but we'd be better if they played in a small stage. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. I mean mm-hmm. you know, I, I can pick a number, like David Wilcox is just just can't fill up a stadium. I mean, it'd be crazy to see him down at the Molson Canadian Amphitheater. He's he was born to play on a small stage. Yep. But what about if we took one of these bands that fills up rooms and yet to see them in a club is like, oh my god, I I, love I, it. I, I will give my left arm to get to see that experience. Yes. <laughs> Love yeah, that's that's right. yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking too. So we'll put that down for a future episode. Okay. Sweet. Holly, we promised to have you be done by by eight o'clock. It is seven fifty nine. Thanks, boys. I gotta go to work. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Have a great day. We'll talk to you next week, my friend. Bye bye. See ya. This has been another episode of Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVie and Chris Brown. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to follow, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.